0: Hello, hello, everyone. I am so thrilled to be here with you again. Of course, you know me, my name is Catherine Laranger. I'm the host of My Dead Dragon. And I'm really excited about this conversation I'm about to have with Kathy and Kathy. Okay, get this. She's a worm advocate. And founder of Kathy's Crawley Composters. And so this environmental business specializes in vermicomposting. And laughter wellness is Kathy's latest offering. And she offers simple solutions for today's challenges, such as worm composting, sprout growing, and laughter yoga. And if you're if you're listening and you're not actually seeing the video, of course, the video is always available on YouTube. I would encourage you to hop over and have a look because Kathy has the best smile. She has (laughs) the best smile. So super excited to to be talking with you. Welcome Kathy to My Dead Dragon. And can you start us out by sharing your story? Thank you,
1: Katherine. I'm excited to be here, yay. Well, um, yeah, you know, I didn't always know that nobody was coming to save me. (laughs) But my parents divorced at seven. Like when I was thinking about your show topic, I was like, my parents divorced when I was seven. And if I felt like it probably wasn't true, but it felt like I was the only one that didn't have two parents at that time. That Mm. was in the 60s. Mm. Um, So I kind of, yeah, it it was interesting. So my mom was very independent and you know, work several jobs to make ends meet and all of those things. Um, and I changed jobs all the time. I didn't even know about being an entrepreneur. It wasn't something that I, it wasn't in my wheelhouse. Nobody, mm. there was no um, mentors in my, in my circle. Uh, but I changed jobs all the time. I, you know, of the five um, occupations that girls were provided at that time, <laughs> mm. you know, whatever secretary, teacher, nurse, waitress. Yeah. Or stewardess, you can't even say that anymore. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll be a secretary. And I took all the, you know, I was a great secretary, but I was, I got bored. You know, I needed variety and which, which I think an office worker provides. It does provide a certain amount of stability, or it used to. <laughs> like this is different times. Now we're in the yeah. game economy, right? Yeah. Um, but I never understood the idea of, um, getting a job, working hard, staying there, being loyal, you know, and then getting a gold watch when you retire. Why do you need a watch? Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Is what
1: I always thought. (laughs) So I was always a little bit different. And I, I kind of, um, you know, when I finished work, I would, because I, because I was a people pleaser as a young girl, (laughs) Mm. right. Be good. Be nice. Be a good girl. I was, you know, look the part, do your job, you know, be quiet. Um, don't cause ripples. Yeah, I was I, I was that I was that girl, um, mm. and I had a great work ethic, you know. Um, and so when I finished high school, my typing teacher you can, typing I mean keyboarding I guess you call it now. <laughs> oh, I took typing <laughs> class. I took typing class. <laughs> well, it's so beneficial now. Like, thank goodness, what a gift. Yeah. Um, yes, she um, at the end of when at the end of graduation at grade twelve, she would. Um, sent her two favorite st- students to CP head office, CP, mm. CP limited, yeah. Canadian Pacific. For yeah, the moment. railway. Right. Yeah. Hotels, whatever, they're big. So I was like, wow, that was, that was awesome. And I got a job at um, the head office for CP hotels mm. because I was, anyway, so anyway, that started my office work journey and it was fine, except I got bored. Mm. And I got bored, and I so I just changed. and then anyway, so there we go. that's it's, yeah, so I've always been uh, knowing that I need to look after my own. And because my parents divorced, I think early on in my life, I must have thought this isn't what I want. Mm. So I've been married for thirty three years and we dated for nine first. Mm-hmm. So we've been together forty years, and because wow. uh, I that's what I wanted.
0: Yeah, so so you mentioned, Kathy, that you identified that you were a people pleaser. Growing up, raised to be that, you know, look a certain way, be the good girl, you've got these five choices. <laughs> and I, I get this image in my mind of, here's here's you kind of towing the line, but just feeling really like constrained by all of it. And so was that your experience? First, I wanna check that out, I don't wanna assume anything.
1: Well, you know, not really, because I didn't know any different. Ah. I didn't know the difference. I really didn't know that being an entrepreneur was a choice. So, okay. um, yeah, it, it, it's it's fascinating. I didn't feel like, I, again, I felt like I wanted to do a good job. And they say it used to, the, the expression used to be you have to have a job to get a job. Hmm. It never made sense to me. How do you get a job when you have a job? Like how many appointments can you have <laughs> yeah like how much do you have to lie to leave your job oh i have to leave early again um <laughs> why oh um dentist appointment again again <laughs> yeah right like so it, it just felt incongruent like i you know but i'm looking for a job but i'm still doing my good job anyway mm. um I, I got my psych degree after 15 years it wasn't to get a degree yeah. it was because i enjoyed going at night and meeting the people at night. So when we went to night school yeah. um, and I graduated in 2000 and got a job at a group home working with challenged adults. Whoo, I thought I had come home. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great. And then I couldn't work with management. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I came home from work one day and there was an ad in the paper and it said, are you a woman Do you have a business idea? And I was thinking about this worm composting thing. It just kind of brought it to the fore. I mean, I, w- I just thought, you know, we needed it and it was cool and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, and then I had got injured at work. That's what, what happened. I got injured. There was an ad in the paper and I was like, hey, are you a woman? Do you have a business idea? It was a course to take, um, write a business plan. So I turned mm-hmm. to my husband. I said, I'm quitting my job. I'm taking this course. I'm starting a worm business.
0: Okay, so how did you go from being a people pleaser, to I'm quitting my job, I'm taking this course, I'm starting a worm business? Uh, okay,
1: so that probably went back to my very first job at, at CP head office, I was 17. Um, I'm a late have a late birthday. <laughs> and, and I had an upset on the phone, and I was crying at my desk. And my boss walked past, and he said, "What's wrong?" And I said, "Nothing." (laughs) And he said, "Um, um, "Nobody sits at their desk. Nobody sits and cries for nothing." So he Mm -hmm. said, grabbed a box of Kleenex, and he said, "Come on in. Come on into my office." And so, so because I'm a people pleaser, I go into his office, and I was like, "I don't want to tell him what happened, like why I'm crying." Anyway, so. but I'm a people pleaser and he asked me what was wrong and so I had to tell him so mm. I, I spilled and then the next day I came in and on my desk was um, Wayne Dyer's your erroneous zones oh. that's what changed that's that was the kernel that changed my life and I f- at first it was the old edition where it has Wayne Dyer's big face on it your erroneous zones and <laughs> And, and I was like, oh, great. My boss thinks I'm nuts, <laughs> but I'm a, was a people pleaser. So I was like, I got to read the thing now because my boss said, you know, he's going to give me a test or something. <laughs> yeah. I read the book and it was like, like, it was like the heavens opened up and because it was all about the reason I was crying. I had an episode of my dad and it was all about guilt, you know, the transfer. Mm. And I was like, oh, nobody can make you feel guilty. You take that on yourself.
0: Wow. At seventeen, that was at seventeen, huge. and that would have been kind of like early seventies.
1: Yeah,
0: so a uh, late seventies, yeah, late seventies. So yeah. growing up with this messaging, you've got five choices: you got to be the good girl, <laughs> you got to please the people, and to have this like at seventeen, this kind of moment where the heavens open up, and so was was it for you then was it from that point on that you knew okay i'm actually and responsible like not just in the sense that i got to make my own way but i'm responsible for me and for my happiness for my fulfillment that no one else can do that for me and i'm not responsible to make that happen for someone else yes Yeah,
1: it was so big. Oh my gosh, it was just so big. And I really, I really did get the message and I lived it. Yeah, I just really embraced uh, Wayne Dyer's message.
0: You know, it was it was such a beautiful gift. It was. um, Yeah. So how did how were you able to live into that? To to just was it like was it just kind of like, okay, I was doing it this way. Now I'm doing it this way. Were there, was there like steps you took along the way? Were there challenges? How did you really live into and integrate that? Many, many, it was a process. It was definitely
1: a a big learning. It took took a lot of time because it was still the programming that I was living in, Mm. still living at home, that girls have to be nice and be quiet and don't rock the boat and, you know, don't say bad things about people. Yeah. That, that are true, but you know, you don't want to wreck the reputation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I just, it really was a, a process, but I knew like early on, I knew that I wanted to travel in Europe. So um, I took a leave of absence from, from my job there. I was two two years in and I was like, I want, I want to go travel in Europe. Um, <laughs> and my mom wouldn't let me go on my own so I was like okay I'll just go on a bus trip and then I met my my husband my husband but he was my boyfriend at the time he was going to go to university hmm. but he said okay I'm rather than go to university I'm going to travel for in the summer so we went to to Europe for the summer, mm. and and because I was um, working at a, at CP, Canadian Pacific, um, bilingual company. Yeah. So there was people that would come in, they'd be like, hello, and the other one would be like, oh, bonjour, comment ça about- va, da do and I'm like, oh, that's a skill I want to learn. I want to be bilingual. Okay. And so when we traveled in Europe three months on this bus trip, um, I met someone who had been an au pair in France, a nanny. Mm. And so I was like, I want to be a nanny. I want to go. I'm going to go live in France and be a nanny
0: and learn French. Yeah, I'm going to do that. And and so I did. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fun. I love that that like, I would love to do this, right this and this is kind of part of what I coach my clients with is how do you connect to that part of you that is life giving? How do you connect to that part of you that says like, ah, I would love to do this, I would love to learn French, I would love to go and live in France as an au pair, and then do it because I think so many of us are conditioned when we hear that voice when we hear that, idea that's going to bring us more aliveness we squash it right like oh well that's not practical and what about this and what about that and so kathy how did you like honor that voice and take action on it
1: yeah what happened was uh, okay so my parents separated at seven my stepfather moved in right away. I mean, I was seven. I'm like, who's that man? I don't know. But mm-hmm. there he is. <laughs> he was awesome. I loved my stepfather. He lived with us for 14 years. And before I went to France, I was uh, at 21. I went to, for my 21st birthday and moved to fr- lived to, in France. And on the way to the airport, he said, like, why are you going? Not, be, not on the way, but before, while I was planning, he was like, "Why, why are you going away? It's not our relationship won't be the same when you come back." And I was like, "Oh no, it will. Of course, we have this this bond. Like, we, we love each other. It's no, no worries." Um, and I was gone a year, and when I came back, he had brain cancer. Hmm. He was thirty eight, and so I was oh. like, "Oh my gosh!" So that again, and one of those moments where it's like, "Wow, the good die young." you got to live your life. And for some reason, that was, again, one of those gifts where he loved his work. I don't know why I attached it to work, but I said, I'm never going to stay in a job that doesn't serve me because mm. we spend too much time at work. Hmm. We spend more time with our work family than our home hmm. family, hmm. at least before this time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was another big t- thing. And I was like, I'm going to live my life because I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm maybe only going to go. Like a little voice. I want to live late, <laughs> yeah. but we don't know. We don't have control over yeah. that piece. Yeah, and and he wasn't he wasn't the same when I came back. You know, he didn't last long mm-hmm. after his diagnosis. And thank goodness, right? Like he didn't linger around.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what a gift. Anyway, yeah. Ooh, I yeah. got emotional.
0: <laughs> and 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 what a gift to be able to see it that way for yourself. What a gift to to really you know because I believe that we we interpret we make meaning out of things that happen to us and we can make meaning out of those things in a way that serves and supports us or we can make meaning in a way that actually brings us down and so choosing to make the meaning in a way that lifts you up that serves you that supports you is a mastery level skill
1: Mm, yeah, I'm definitely guided. I really do feel like, mm-hmm. I guess, after reading, reading Wayne Dyer at, yeah. at, at such a young age, I just really listen. But to answer your question about how, what do we do with that spark, I, I say to people, when we get that moment where we go, oh, And we all have them where we're like, oh my gosh, that's a great thing. Like you might like like twiddle around like I do, but like we're like, oh my god, that's so great. Either it's a business or a hobby or something you're going to do, a restaurant you're going to something. You get all fired up and then you go, oh, oh, I don't have time uh, right now. Mm. So we put it on the shelf, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and we're so busy. Like there's so many things going on that little thing gets forgotten. Yeah, You know, so what I say to people is that inspired thought was given to you and given to six other people at the same time. Mm -hmm. So down the road, you might be like, that was my idea. Mm Yeah, because they took action. Mm -hmm. Like when you get that, you have to take action right away to put it in place. So the universe knows that you're certain, like write it down, like don't just have it in your head, put it down on paper.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then you know make a picture whatever like yep. something so you're like, oh, there's that that's what I want. I want that. Yeah. 100 million percent, absolutely right because when we you know, I think when we just kind of keep it nebulous up there in our head, it hasn't it hasn't got enough um energetic solidity to start to take form. And so when we, like you said, writing it down, creating a visual, a vision board, whatever that is, getting into a structure of accountability or support, because often, and I don't know for you if this is part of your experience, Kathy, when we have that divine inspiration, that download and we take action, then that's when the fear, right? That's when it shows up, is when we actually take the action. Because if we're not really serious about it, we're just thinking about it. The, f- the fear is kind of like, ah, she's not going to do it. <laughs> but it's when we actually take that step and take that action, then those patterns really kind of come up and try to bring us into the familiar. Was that your experience at all? Absolutely. Over and over again, I wonder, oh my gosh,
1: I say yes to things. Like they say, you know, I certainly have my boundaries and, you know, I'm not a people pleaser anymore. Phew.
0: High five. <laughs> High five. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Love that. Uh, um,
1: yeah, it's it's fascinating. It you know that I, I can't remember who who wrote that book called "Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway" because mm. the fear is there. Yes, it's just to keep you in your box, like it's you yeah. know your ego, that voice in your head is yeah. not your friend ever. Yeah, and now like during this cuckoo time, people are stuck with that friend in their head.
0: <laughs> oh yes
1: right so we're getting more cuckoo it's just like oh it's a tough time i don't want to go down that rabbit hole but i because i know we have so many wonderful solutions Mm
0: -hmm. and ways of connecting right that are uh, just remarkable i work with people all over the world and have people like literally all over the world are going to hear this conversation and so really like allowing yourself to feel the power of that that you are connected And so, Kathy, tell me more about the worms, (laughs) because I am an avid gardener, Um, you you would not know this, but my family actually homesteaded for several years in a 100-year-old log cabin on Vancouver Island, on the north end of Vancouver Island. It was a boat access only situation, so we grew our own food, we hunted, Mm. we fished all of that. So I absolutely have an affinity for sustainability and worms and dirt and all of those things. So tell me more about the worms.
1: Yes, thank you. So it's indoor composting um, with special worms, red wigglers. And how that came about, I mean, I started that business, I, I was in that course, 2002, and the landfill for the greater Toronto area closed. Mm. And we started exporting garbage to the U.S. Mm. A thousand trucks a week. Wow! Wow! Like it's like a it was like a I don't know six or seven hour trip to Michigan from Toronto. Like wow! Wow! And not the cute little garbage truck. You know, it it, it just breaks my heart when I think about all of the waste, like the the planet, all those trucks, mm. all that exhaust, just mm-hmm. wait, you know, shipping around this garbage. That's not garbage. It's a resource. <laughs> yeah. You know, and if we manage it on site, anyway, I had a solution. So I was like, man, it was just right when I started my, you know, and I, and it, how that came about was I, you know, when I bought my house, I, t- I looked after a teacher's worm bin. Mm-hmm. And it was a disaster. I had fruit flies and I was like, I'm mm-hmm. never doing this again. But that was 93. Yeah. That okay. was my first right intro, and I was like, oh no, okay, I'll just buy worm compost. <laughs> like, there's worm farmers on every corner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just had this image of a guy on the street with his trench coat and opening it up, and hey, lady, you want some worm compost? <laughs> it's good ch- shit. <laughs> Literally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and I had a solution anyway, so I, I was like, oh, this will be so great um to to do this right toronto 6 million people half living in yeah. condos townhouses without space for outdoor composting mm-hmm. and before the green bin or organic collection program
0: and mm-hmm. anyway
1: so um, people don't buy what they need, need, they buy what they want. So mm. it's been a long slog, but I really think you can't go against what you came to do. Yeah. And I have to say that I've lived a pretty cool life because of Wayne Dyer and my boss. I had yeah. the boss. I, when I was reading that book, I was like, yeah. wow, Mr. Matthews could have written this book
0: oh wow right because he was that brilliantly guided yeah right he was just so smart
1: he always knew what to say right he invited me in his office because i was crying at his desk can you imagine most men would have been like uh (laughs) nope okay good that you're fine yeah yeah (laughs) at at that time right yeah Yeah. um yeah so beautiful um Mm. so i've had a pretty cool life right i traveled i went i traveled for 13 months in africa and asia Mm. i really feel like my life began when i started being an entrepreneur A Mm. purpose-filled, heart-centered entrepreneur. Mm. Saving the planet. Like, I've diverted several tons from landfill because i got to feed my family, the worms. Wow, yeah. Right? Saved shredded paper. Um, You know, oh, my gosh. Like, I've done so many projects where I've collected... Grocery store waste and coffee shop waste, and I did manure management projects. Mm. It's magic. And when you, when I, now I'm doing Mm. school workshops, I was like, how am I going to put worms in every house if people are afraid? Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, let me do school workshops. And then I said, oh, now I've got to have 20 years. Now I have to wait 20 years till they have buying powers. Mm. 2022 is my 20th anniversary.
0: (gasps) Oh, I just got God bumps. Right. Yeah. And how Um, remarkable life is, all the feelings, when you are connected and honoring what you came here to do and how you came here to serve and how you came here to bring your gifts and talents.
1: But we have to stand in our power. And I think it's our job as kind of elders as older older people to show the way like there's there's no guidance yeah. There's no mentoring along the way, and our school system's broken. And I'm not saying anything that people like a secret. <laughs> it's broken. Um, you know, it's it's there's a lot of things that we're not taught mm. financial literacy. We're not taught to be entrepreneurs, we're not taught how to be in a relationship and be successful. Yeah, we're not taught, you know, we're like, oh, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Oh, I'm I'm leaving because we had a fight. It's like, no, till death do us part no, I'm not going to kill you.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) I've got the worms though. So, you know, you know, we're really not taught how to live a really good life. I feel like we're we're given enough so that we're always begging for more. Like it's like, Oh, but we don't know that there's more, you know, and then all these, all the, I don't have a cell phone, but, um, um, this thing that people have, all this technology, it's it's really great because it helps us connect. But it's really mm-hmm. keeping us addicted to though, and not like we're we're too we're we're almost yeah, too, too connected to that, right? We're we're not, we're yeah. here, and we're not like young people have a hard time making eye contact, yeah, and having conversation, like picking up the phone and saying, "Hey, hmm. like oh, I got to call you." Yes, if you want to do business, I
0: got to talk to you.
1: Yeah. Business is so, done through relationship.
0: So what what advice would you have for people for women who who want that life, they want that aliveness, they want that sense of flow and purpose and connection? How would you suggest they start or or what what would you want to say to them? Yeah, I would say do it. Like, you know. Um, Bob Proctor
1: has a great expression um, that most people are living a leading role or a a supporting role in their own life versus the leading role. Like, be the lead. You be the director. You be the the lead person. You decide what it is that you want to do. And how do you find that? I know it's like, oh, easy for her to say, no, I sell worms by the pound. Are you kidding? (laughs) Easy for me. (laughs) You know, if I sold coffee, I'd have an easier time, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you can't go again. So find out what you would like doing. Like you yeah. don't have to be an entrepreneur. It's not for everybody, yeah. but go help people. Like, what do you want to do? You want to, Yeah. you know, what, what is it that you want to do? What kind of life do you want to live? Because mm-hmm. it's there waiting for you. You just have mm-hmm. to ask for it yeah. and, and be patient and then put actions in, in place like write a list you know, yeah. what do you, what do you like doing? You know, do mm-hmm. meditation, go with it. I know meditation's a funny, you know, maybe it's a little bit, it's, it's getting more mainstream, but I, mm-hmm. I you know, and it really, the answers are all here. We yeah. do know what we want, yeah. but we're so busy up in our head, listening mm-hmm. to that friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's never your friend.
0: Yeah. Such, I love that Kathy, such great advice. and And so for my listeners, if you haven't, checked out episode 22 go and have a listen to that because i actually talk about how you start to connect to that part of you inside that nose and and what that looks like and so kathy for people who would love to to connect with you can they find you anywhere you don't have a cell phone are you do you have a website are you on social media do you, like, I'm have all over the place. Yes, so I don't like- have
1: a cell phone, so but yes, I have a website. I'm all over. I'm all over social media. But you know, if you see me on Facebook, I'm at home. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so my website is kathyscomposters.com. That's my worm one. But I would like to invite everybody um, to my laughter club. We didn't really talk about mm. laughter, but I do have a, a, a laughter. Uh, I do laughter yoga. Um, 30 minutes on zoom every Tuesday at nine 30 Eastern. Okay. Um, And I incorporate tapping and brain gym. And it's just super fun. I have people from around the world. Wow. Um, About 25 people come now. Oh, because I'm really good. I'm really good at that.
0: I could see Um, that 100%. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's my second mission. I'll have to come back on your podcast to talk about that. I know we're running out of
0: time yeah so is that can people find that on your website as well because i'll I'll have that uh, in the show notes okay it's kathy's kathy's club.com is the laughter page okay so for my listeners i will include both of those in the show notes and you can go in and check those out and kathy i am so grateful for this conversation i feel inspired, I feel uplifted, your laughter is 100% contagious. And my teacher and mentor, Mary Morrissey, was actually the, the person who mentored her, mentored only three people in his life, and one of them was Wayne Dyer so right wow. I know I know so he mentored Wayne Dyer Les Brown and Mary Morrissey so we're we're talking the same language here we're talking the same language wow. here. oh I yeah. got those bumps now right I know all the bumps <laughs> all the bumps
1: oh my gosh thank yeah. you oh my gosh
0: it's not a mistake that you picked me thank you no I appreciate it's it. not it's all right there are no mistakes and so thank you Kathy and thank you to my listeners and as always know that I love you you are amazing you are doing so well you've got this and you deserve to live a life that you absolutely love